How do you eat Oreos? Oh, definitely split. So sometimes when you split the Oreo, and then I'll try to get take the icing off the other biscuit. And if I get it perfectly out, so like it's like a perfect circle of icing, I feel so good. Yeah. And, and then I don't eat the biscuit. <laughs> you just throw it away. I, I'll, yeah. Wow. It's wasteful, I know. I guess the only thing different I would do is if I had many Oreos, I would split them all, save all the biscuits, and then just eat them right away to get it over with, and then wait a little bit, and then eat the ones with like the middles. That's fair. I like what I, I wouldn't throw it away. I'd put it back. And somebody else gets unlucky. That's even worse. I know, it's awful. Welcome to The Last in the Grid. This is episode four. We are two peas in the pods of architecture, lost, trying to figure out what's going on and talking about things that interest us. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Peas in the pod. I thought it fit. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Al? Um, so we were going to talk about difference, like the differences between us, hmm. uh, because we'd gone to school together um, and then we we're sort of in the same trajectory right now we're both working at big architecture firms Um, and we never really thought about how different we are until we started doing this yeah like i've always known that there's some we're not exactly the same kind of person and that's a fair thing to assume but but the fact that you know we went to yeah we went to architecture school together we've known each other for the past eight years and we kind of followed the same trajectory more or less i figured that we'd have a lot more in common than what I realized. Well, I think we have a ton in common. It's just our philosophies behind mm-hmm. things are different. Yeah, that's true. So I, I think today would be a good way to kind of understand why. Like maybe like put our lenses under the lens, yeah, under yeah. the microscope. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and and see what, what made us uh, like, you know, the same but different. Which I feel like is the case with a lot of uh, people in our position, like everyone's kind of got the same things, you know, architecture, school, work, job, career, but right, they have like the large parts of the grid, yeah, but in then common, the, exactly. But then they have their own like lens being defined by who they were in the past, who they are based on what they've experienced in the past, and yeah, so it's 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 an interesting exploration. It's kind of a dissecting who we are, and I thought, well. There's something that came out of one of the previous episodes that I didn't know about you. And it's like, I always knew you were really into pop culture. Yeah. Like you're big into sneakers. I feel like you know all the, I don't know. Just, yeah, just weird random things. Well, any kind of pop I'm culture. I'm great at trivia. Exactly. That's, that's just and I just never thought deeper about it. But then you were telling me, maybe it wasn't even the podcast about like growing up. When you first came here, you didn't get any... Ah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, it was just a conversation that we had. I, I don't think we were recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so, grow, I grew up in, in Dubai. I was born in Dubai. And I spent 13 years of my life there before I moved to Canada. And the subculture in Dubai is very different to what it is here. 
So um, things that you reference, things that you talk about are very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I moved to moved to Canada, it was grade nine. And, I was, you know, like kids in my school were very nice. I didn't have any, I wasn't bullied or anything. But I realized that I wasn't able to have like proper conversations with them because, you know, they were talking about like Blink-182 and, and, and things like right. that. And I would never, I would never would have listened to those kind of things. What uh, grade did you come here? Grade nine. Okay. So I finished so grade eight. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, I, I discovered like, I think like Lincoln Park and stuff, well, you know, all that angsty teenage music that we yeah. were all into, like I discovered that here. So I, I was in an effort to kind of understand, like have better conversations. I, I threw myself into pop culture. Like I remember I would just like Google, like not Google, but like search for anything. I think Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> it was Ask Jeeves. Exactly. Like for anything, like, and I would just like try to absorb it. And I would go to school the next day with like something to talk about. Okay. And I, that's how I kind of like picked up on pop culture and things like that. And I feel like I, over the years, I've kind of just, I had that feeling in my mind about like not being able to have conversations. So I kind of overcorrected. And now I feel like I just know a lot of random <laughs> things about things. And But yeah, so that, that's how I kind of like got into um, the, the whole like idea of pop culture and things like that, like and movies and music and all those things that were like not as defined for me as I was growing up. And those different things that you learn about it it still lingers and it still like influences stuff that I do now so I was thinking about it the other day I was like did I try too hard to kind of assimilate to like that high school culture but I don't regret it at all because I learned so much out of it Mm. um yeah that's so you like you're like I said like you you had a very different way of growing up than I did because I like I grew up in a wasn't a hustling and bustling city but it was very much a city like in development and like just like crazy stuff happening um and then i kind of had this huge transition for but how was it for you like your childhood um well i i went to school in like a small town um in the countryside and i lived next to farms um so i guess i was like always alone like there were no uh like street hockey games that i was really a part of and all of that kind of stuff so i did like lots of like biking with like the rural friends that i had we'd like go to make dirt jumps and stuff oh that's pretty sweet (laughs) but it would take so long to like bike to somebody else's place Uh, so i guess i was like in really good shape from that (laughs) but i I didn't um i don't know like we didn't have like mtv and stuff we barely had right tv but i guess i knew enough like pop culture to not um feel left out in high school, it became sort of more fun because then I had I could drive, yeah. and then I did have like the friends out in the country, and we would do fun stuff. Right. Um, and then I got to like work on the farm all through high school, so that was like a really good experience, I would say. So I have a question for you: When did you kind of realize that you lo- you were into design? Um, I never really. So we had like our school was very much like a tech school, mm-hmm. so we had like auto shop and metal shop Mm -hmm. and I really liked taking those classes and we got to um, in grade 11 and 12 I would take auto shop and we took apart an old uh, Triumph motorcycle wow that sounds freaking (laughs) awesome oh we took it apart in like three days it was a buddy and I that worked on it like the entire semester and then we tried to like put it back together and it took us the entire semester to do and we did put it back together and working it was working no it didn't work at all for some reason i didn't give a shit though i was like uh whatever it was just fun to like actually work on stuff right because you'd go to like math class and it was 
not that no i didn't I, I didn't enjoy math i wasn't good at math i actually so in metal shop i'm not sure i even want to share this I was also like very conscious of wanting to fit in. Mm-hmm. So we had to weld these two metal plates together. And for some reason, just everybody sucked at it. Mm-hmm. Like they would weld it and like there would be like bomb holes in it because like <laughs> it was just, they, nobody was good at it. And then I did it and it was like better than what the teacher did. And before anybody could see it, I like self-sabotaged because <gasps> I didn't want <laughs> people to realize it. Why? And even after I did that, they were still like, holy shit. And they like show the teacher and everything. Oh, really? Even like, after you like... Even after I fucked fight? it up, the wow. teacher was like... What, what made you feel that? Because I've, I've experienced that feeling in the past. Oh, it's being in high school. I wanted to, like, fit in. So you did not want to be the teacher's pet? No. Oh, wow. I was very much okay with being the teacher's pet because uh, I never was. Okay. So I just wanted to experience that. Total okay. opposite. Total opposite of you. Which, I, I, that's so wild. Um, I can't, I can't even believe it. Um, but then, yeah, so like high school kind of went that way. I've kind of, I kind of like defined my, my interests and my hobbies throughout high school. So yeah, so all that kind of things kind of like formed me as a kid. And then I remember in, uh, like in grade 12, like it was like, again, like architecture hadn't fully formed mm-hmm. as a thing for me. Um, but I think around, about around the like high school architecture was starting to become a thing for you. No, no, no? it definitely wasn't. So, uh, actually, maybe I'm lying. I did, yeah, I did go to the guidance counselor and say I'd like to go to school for architecture. And then he looked at my transcript and I hadn't done any art classes. And he's like, "Well, maybe you don't actually want to be an architect." And he told me not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my math teacher told me not to be an architect. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and in my mind, I was like, "I'm going to prove you wrong." I guess I did. Just because of that math teacher. Yeah. I still remember he pulled me aside. He's like, your math grades are not great. Yeah. Little did you know you don't need any math to be an architect. But like, you know, when you like apply to architecture school, um, they ask you for like math. Oh, you do. But that's the only reason you need math is that they ask you to take math. Like it's the dumbest requirement. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Anyway, so then you spoke to your guidance counselor. Yeah, and then uh, I kind of, I tried taking art classes in uh, high school, and I just didn't like it. No? How come? Because it was so dumb. You had to, like, make a movie poster about, like, the Jungle Book. And I'm like, this isn't interesting. I love those kind of projects. I hated it. I took it for one day. and then Really? Just... And you dropped out? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I did not like it. And then I ended up going to school for economics because um, I didn't have a portfolio to apply to. Wait, your your undergrad, you started in economics. Yeah. Wow, I do not see you as an economist. <laughs> economist? Yeah. Well, it's because I guess that's what my dad is field is right. in. Um, so I started in that. It was actually kind of interesting. You took like a, I took a bunch of philosophy classes, um, econ, and then I took art classes in university, which were way different than high school. Oh yeah, you you enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, we had to do, <laughs> we had to do this. Like the first project was you had to draw an object like 50 times. Mm-hmm. And then I was drawing like a screwdriver. And then the prof was like, Who, why are you doing this? Because I was drawing like meticulous, like mechanical drawing of a screwdriver. Wow. And he's like, that's not what we're doing here. And he took my screwdriver and like rubbed like charcoal on it and then threw it on the floor. And he's like, that's a drawing. See that mark on the ground? <laughs> I was like, okay. Wow. I mean, 
Wow, I, I like I, in my mind, like if somebody asked me to draw a screwdriver, I would draw a screwdriver. Yeah, but we had to draw it like fifty times. I didn't do well in this class. I got no, like a I, C minus. But I guess like the intention was the class was to kind of loosen your mind. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. The um, final project you had to do like a, it was like a performance piece. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um, like what? You had to like make up a character and then give like a monologue to the class. So I, <laughs> I was reading, um, I was reading like the Rum Diary by Hunter Thompson. It was like this right. really angsty. Um, yeah, they made journalist. a movie about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Johnny then Depp. I like made like a silly version where there was like a professional bowler who was like really stressed out and like <laughs> took to drinking. So that was my character. <laughs> and you played this character? Yeah, I wore. I still. I had. I wore like a undershirt. Yeah. And then it was like all stained and stuff. And I oh. sat in front of class. I then, wish I could see this. <laughs> oh, it would have been so cringe. Like it would have been awful to watch. Did you enjoy doing it? No, I was terrified. Oh wow. I don't. I don't want to perform in front of people, and I had to do like this stupid that's fair performance i yeah like i guess yeah that's these i like these like little nuances in our lives that it just goes to show how different we are yeah um which i also think is the reason why i i enjoy doing this podcast it's because like we talk to each other and we have such differing ways of thinking about things and i've started thinking about things in different ways because of talking to you and the way you kind of present things so like it's interesting been, it's been it's been really it's been really good that way uh but yeah like again so in undergrad you went into economics and then you transitioned out of that right yeah because uh there were a few schools uh, dalhousie was the one that i went to where you could do two years in anything and then you could get into their third year of like their architecture program started in year three so you right. didn't lose any time right and i was able to get into that and so that's how i that's how you got into architecture school yeah um I, so when you were ta- telling uh, me about the whole screwdriver drawing thing, you said yeah. you started drawing it very meticulously. And do you think it's like kind of like a subconscious reference to the fact that you kind of grew up in a household where you know architecture and architectural representation was kind of a thing? Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I think it was more just like a the sensibility that I grew up around was like, if you're going to draw something you, and it's like an object, like a screwdriver, right. that's like a mechanical thing. You draw it in a mechanical way. Right. So I, I don't know where that came from, but I don't know if that Because was... I'm curious, because like both your parents, uh, grandparents are um, architects, right? Yes. And you were telling me that you got to experience, you know, a lot of things when you visit their home. Well, I didn't really know. So my Grandpa died when I was 10, so I didn't engage with him in architecture ever. No. Yeah. But yeah, I would have been in um, the spaces that he made. Mm-hmm. And how would that feel? I, I didn't know anything different, so I'm sure there's... But like in terms of like, did you... Like it's it's not about like... Uh, I wasn't like asking in terms of like, how did you feel about it in terms of its architecture? But it, how did you feel about it? You know, this is something my, my grandpa made. I didn't even think about that. No way. No. It's interesting. I, f- I feel like that. I'm sure, like in some way, it's got like, it's had some big form of influence on you, like in terms. Oh, of it absolutely your, has. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. why I went into it because in high school you don't know what I didn't know what architecture was. I only knew the name of it because that's what my grandparents did. But I didn't even know what they did really. I just knew that 
what they did was called architecture. Yeah, like um, I remember uh, when I was trying to figure out what architecture was, like as a as a profession. And in high school, you never think about it as a profession. You just think about it. What do you do as an architect, right? Right. You just like make buildings. It's essentially what it like dumps down to, right? It's, like, yeah. You make, you make buildings, and you you get to be artistic and creative. So like I was still like uncertain about whether I wanted to go into architecture in grade twelve. Uh, even though, like, looking back, I, it was clear that it was something that I, I wanted to go into. But I was uncertain. Therefore, like, I don't think the way I presented myself to um, prospective architecture school, I applied to Waterloo, and I, I was put on the wait list. I was waitlisted too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Same there. And so then, uh, in my mind, at that point, like, like, based on things I heard and based on things... You know, my parents were telling me is that like Waterloo was a great place to be in terms of getting an education. Right. In my mind, I made it up that I'm going to do Waterloo for my schooling. Okay. And so they they kind of presented, hey, so you didn't get into architecture. Do you want to do urban planning instead? It's kind of the same thing. Is <laughs> the way they they kind of presented it to us in in grade twelve. Uh, and so um, it's not planning is nothing like architecture. I'll say that. <laughs> They're both, they go hand in hand. Like they do, like you need one for the other for sure, I think. But no, it's like two totally different things. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of jealous because when you were just mentioning that you took a lot of art classes in in uh, in undergrad, I never did that. I took, I, looked, I took art theory and I was horrible at it. Like I, I, I just, for some reason, I didn't have the attention span to like understand it as well at mm. the time. It's actually the only time that I enjoyed photography. Really, eh? <laughs> I took a 50 millimeter like film class and it was the process of cuz you only get like x number of shots. Yeah. So I, you had to like really think about what you're going to do and yeah. like all of my projects I, were like very staged. Yeah. Um for some reason I thought like cigarettes and sunglasses and like a freezer was the coolest thing. It's <laughs> very like Andy Warhol. I don't know. But that's like what I would photograph. Cigarettes and yeah, I Sunglasses? didn't even smoke, but... <laughs> so how would you... I mean, I'd get them for the project. Right. Um, and then you light them up and set them against like a table or something? like. No, it was just like a few like next to sunglasses and like a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's so interesting. I love photography, which I think you and I defer there well, too. Well, I was just going to say like the part that I enjoyed the most was going into the dark room and then like developing the film. Right. And then actually doing like the enlarging. Right, but not like, the actual photo taking. Uh, no, I would have enjoyed that too, but it was like if you took that darkroom stuff away, I, it's not for me. Right, so if you went around taking photos and then... No, I'd rather, if I'm going to be like in a place and try to take it in, I'd rather sketch. Okay, fair. So, uh, again, I didn't think about taking photography. I, I feel like I didn't take full advantage of my undergrad that way. Like, cause you, like, I remember... Well, it helps when you don't give a shit about your major and just take whatever <laughs> classes you want. That's true. Planning, planning did have a lot of, like, specific courses. Cause, like, there's, like, uh, and planning law and, like, all these, like, uh, classes that you have to take that I just didn't really care for. That's when I really started developing my, like, love for, like, architecture. And that's when I started new, for, like, 100%. Okay. Whatever I do next, it's going to be architecture. Uh, is like the whole like planning side because I got so exposed to this rational way of thinking that I knew it wasn't for me. Like I just knew like this is not what it, this is not 
this. Not for me. So then my mind was made up that I was going into architecture school, and that's how I applied to University of Toronto. It was the only school that I applied to, actually. Because mm. um, by that time, I'm like, okay, I spent four years in Waterloo. Well, it's a great city. It was just like, I didn't feel I like it was the, I I didn't feel it was like the perfect environment for me to understand architecture. Okay, um, yeah. So so then I thought, you know what? I, I'll go to I'll, I'll apply to University of Toronto. Applied, got in, uh, and then so excited, so 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 excited to be there. It's just like some form of validation that I was like, oh, I made it. I've made it. I'm here now. Like there's no one can stop me. And <laughs> so my first year was very much like that energy of like, fuck yeah, I'm here. I did it. Uh, and I'm sure that rubbed people. I know. I know it rubbed people the wrong way in studio because I would annoy people with just my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's I guess that's where I first saw you. Like I saw, I remember like we had assigned, had assigned seating for us. Yeah. In one corner of the studio. And I remember you were there in our, our um, like our orientation conversation. And as I'm walking to our designated area, I like look to the left and I see you sitting somewhere else. And I'm like, who the hell does this guy think he is? Like, <laughs> Well, unlike you, I did not want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I had like a really good year before that like skiing every day and working oh right. I would tell, yeah like you should uh, tell us more uh, more there's more. not that i mean it was just doing that skiing and working and so this is when you did like uh, you were between in degrees yeah in banff right wow golden actually but oh so did you take a year off between undergrad and grad yeah i worked for half a year and then drove out in the winter and worked for the other half of the year and skied okay that does like i'm like that's something that i would never do like i would never think about doing like you know just going out to Banff and working at a ski lodge. Because uh, I'm just so, like, it's just not, like, again, it's like it's a product of how I grew up. It's just not a, it was never an option for me. Yeah, well, I guess there's a certain amount of, I guess, like, privilege to be able to do something like that. Like, I Is it privilege? Cause, yeah, because I didn't have to worry about, um, like, I'd already had a job. I didn't have to worry about, staying at the job like right. I, I was going to be able to live in my grandma's to go to school like there's a lot that wasn't i didn't need to immediately go back to school and i don't right. think i feel like most people can't do that no i agree so the reason why i said that i it was never an option for me was because so i grew up in dubai yeah it was good like and if uh, it was there was no reason for me to leave dubai like everything was great but my parents thought that you know they wanted me to get the best form of education in their mind yeah so that's why we moved to canada in grade nine so it was like there was a purpose to why we moved here and then there was a purpose to why i went to waterloo it's because i wanted to experience university of waterloo and therefore there was a purpose like i i I'd never thought about you know it was like so goal oriented in a weird way that i like i in my mind like the the idea of just like stepping away and actually like experience life in a different perspective never really occurred to me like, well i think that's exactly what i mean by the privilege part is like i didn't have to be that goal oriented with everything right that's why i got to like take art classes be- to put to- i mean i guess i did have a goal at that point to get into architecture school right. but the fact that i went to do a degree that was kind of like i'll just do this till i figure it out mm-hmm. like that's 
I think. Uh, Do you think that a, that that experience like really helped you in who you are now? I think it did actually. Like there was a one philosophy class that I took that, that really stuck with me and was even like continued into um, U of T. So I, oh, I yeah. think it did. Oh, did you take philosophy in U of T? No, no. But like you get. Like, oh, right, 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 right. I see what you mean. There's like all the theory. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember, like, do you, I don't know. So I have two, like, defining uh, moments that kind of I associate with, like, getting to know you. So mm. the first one was the whole, like, sitting away from everybody. And I'm just like, what the hell is this guy think he is? <laughs> right. The second one is because, like, I think this was like a month or two in. Yeah. Like a month in, maybe. And you were kind of like a reserved individual. You 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 did really cool work, but like I'd go up to everybody and chat with everybody, and whether they liked to or not, they would chat back. But you were kind of just like, huh, you know, like just kind of this this guy. He kind of did his own thing. Okay. And I would crack stupid jokes, and I would like laugh in the studio, and I'd really annoy everybody. And then one day I was standing there, and you just walk up to me, and you say, "Hey, Nithin." And I think it's the first time you ever said my name. You're like, hey, Nathan, what's brown and sticky? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And you're like, a stick. And then you walk away. And I was so shocked <laughs> that I like, I, I, I distinctly remembered standing there and looking around to figure out what just happened. And that's when I kind of like, oh, man, I could be friends with this guy. He's weird. <laughs> So that's so like it's and I think from there like our like friendship kind of developed and we kind of like got to know each other a bit better and stuff. But those like two distinct memories. First of like me totally writing you off as an individual because I thought you thought we were be you were better than us because you're sitting away from everybody. <laughs> uh, and then the second one where you just came up to me for no particular reason and you just said something that made no sense at the time. And yeah, just walked away and you're so comfortable with it. And you're just like, cool. <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable with any of those memories. <laughs> really? I mean, like, I think, it's a, I think they're two great memories to have. And then we got to know each other better. But I always like knew that you and I did not have the same way of working or like or even the same styles. Because at the time, like, again, like I was coming from this very rational way of thinking, which was undergrad. And I yeah, I remember like so because of that I was like, okay, I've gotta make sure that I'm not a rational thinker. So then I that just put me in this position of being lost. And that's when like I, like I was like, oh shit, like if we were to describe it in the way we've kind of established things, like my lens was just out of whack. Because I I had no idea what to do. Yeah. So I just tried to do anything. Uh, like there'll be some projects where like super like rigid and grid like. And there'd be some projects that would be like super blob-like. Right. But there was no like cohesive lens being put through it. That was mine. Like I was just taking things that I saw and I was just trying to throw it on the wall, see if it worked. Right. Most of the time it didn't work. But but I was just trying to figure myself out. And it was such a big, big struggle. And I remember for the first two years, I, I just did not think I was like cut out for this stuff. I, I was just like, man... I just don't know if I can do this. I don't think I can think like these guys. So I, I like, and I'll be honest, you were one of those people that I would look at, and I was like, I, I can't. I, how did he do that? How did he figure that out? And I was just like, I can't. I freaking can't think like this. Well, I felt just as lost, but I would take 
whoever the instructor was, I would just take their lens and do the project that way right. to see how it worked to think like they did. So like every pro, that's why I was kind of surprised when you said that because I would just do what they, like the way they worked is how I would work. And yeah. I thought that was fine for school, but then as soon as you leave, then I'm like, now I'm really lost because like, who do I pick? Right. That's fair. It's funny. I never, I ne- like, yeah, I never thought of you like kind of emulating the instructor. Like, well, not emulating them, but like how they work, mm-hmm. I would try to emulate. So some were like really big into like collaging mm-hmm. as a design tool. So I would work like that. Mm-hmm. Others made like weird, wacky experiments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would we do were in that. the same studio for that, yeah, that project too. I remember looking at your experiments, and I was like, "Man, he gets it! Like he 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 gets what he's doing." I remember, like I have, I was just putting plaster on everything. <laughs> <laughs> but so then I came out of school, um, with this like portfolio that if 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 I look at now, I'm just like, there's no cohesiveness in it at all. But then there was a one experience that I think I like uh, I, I attribute to like helping me the most, and it do, it came from you as well, What's which is that? my my experience in Amsterdam. Okay. Like so, like I think I think it's the end of third year when we were applying for like internships. Yeah. And you, I remember we were walking down the street one day, and you're like, "Yo, I just got a job in Amsterdam." Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Because at that point, I had like, I had like no, uh, like, uh, I had nothing, right? I was like, fuck, right? And, and so I was like looking, and I had a couple of leads, but like nothing really panned out. And then I think a couple of weeks later, you're like, or a month later, even you're like, hey, I'm not going to Amsterdam. It wasn't a month; it was like three days later. I was. <laughs> the guy tried to get. He was like, I want you to take the job, and I explained that like I was hoping to go somewhere else. Yeah. And I didn't feel comfortable signing the contract. And he's like, we'll just sign it. It's no big deal if you'd like take it back. <laughs> Which at the, at the time, if somebody tells you that, you're going to feel sketched out, right? Yeah, and he would call me like at random times. Like I'd be walking to the subway and I'd get this call from Amsterdam. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I get it. But then you decided to go to Italy instead. Yeah. Which, which I think is a very important experience for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll we'll touch on that a bit too. But so then you decided to pass on Amsterdam, and so I'm like, hey Al, do you mind if I send an application? You're like, yeah, go ahead. And you gave me no, it didn't go down like that. Yeah, Allard was like, do you know anybody else? And I was like, yeah, I got somebody. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair. Uh, and so then, yeah, I reached out to this dude, right? And it was like, it was so interesting. It was two a.m. in the morning, and I was in studio. And I and I sent I sent him the email like an hour before. Yeah. And I was like it was like a deadline, and I get an I get a reply at two a.m. Like I haven't spoken to this guy at all. All I did was send my portfolio, and he's like, "You're hired." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, "What?" And <laughs> and he's like, "I'll call you around after Easter." And I'm like, uh, "Like that's that's all he's like in the email said." And I just saw that, and I, I like it didn't say anything about pay, it didn't say anything <laughs> about when, it didn't say about how long. That's all it said. And I was like, "Man, fuck the deadline! I'm going home. <laughs> this feels so good." And I, I went home, spoke to the guy. Allard is probably like one of the most interesting people I know, um, and I've learned so much from him. But man, it's like high energy. It's like a high energy individual. 
So anyways, I ended up in Amsterdam and I, first day I got exposed to projects that I'd never gotten exposed to before. So it's like canal houses, like we used to do a lot of like uh, renovating of canal houses and stuff like that, which is like very exciting because like you get to work with heritage architecture, but you get to do some crazy stuff inside and the, the clients who can afford those kind of houses kind of have like a big, big way to do things. Like so, okay. so you have like a lot of opportunity to play around. So that was very exciting for me. And I remember my first day at the job, he was just like, yeah, just grab a camera and just go around. Enjoy Amsterdam. That's what he said. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And I didn't know how to ride a bike. Uh, <laughs> in Amsterdam was a, a struggle. But uh, somehow managed to do that. I remember when I bought my bike, I walked at home. Because <laughs> I didn't know how to ride it. But then he taught me like a lot of like very interesting things. Because... Um, he he kind of saw that like my mind was kind of wayward and you know I was just trying to like shove so many things he said you just got to like do it right and do it if it makes sense if it doesn't make sense don't do it <laughs> and then i was like okay that's great and just like that i kind of built up on that experience and it kind of like provided the and i associated to who i am now like amsterdam was like the most successful experience for me in terms of me becoming a better, I don't want to say architect because we're not architects yet, but like an architect to be like, it, it was, sure. it was the most successful experience. And I like, honestly, like I've, I've thanked you so many times for it, but it's, it's been, it was such a great experience because it provided me with that rigor, which, which, which I did not have. I didn't have in all my experiences that I've had in the past, I did not have that. So it brought, it, like, it's funny because, like, undergrad was extremely rational. Grad was extremely loose. And that experience in Amsterdam kind of tied it all together. Hmm. So it kind of, like, give me, gave me this well-rounded way of looking at things that I'm very grateful for. Uh, but, yeah, like, you went to Italy, which was, like, a totally different experience from what I had. Well, it was more... Um... Just, I had never been to Europe before, so see, I remember... I had never been to Europe before, either, actually. <laughs> well, I remember, like, distinctly landing in Rome and seeing the fire trucks mm -hmm. on the tarmac, and they made, like, the biggest impression on me, because they were these, like, burnt red, they were old, mm -hmm. but, like, still, they're fire trucks, and, like, each paneling was, like, a slightly different shade of red. Oh, cool. And I thought they were, like, amazing. So I was like, this is what Italy's like? This is cool. Because, like, fire trucks here are, like, bright red and, like, the yellow, bubbly, like, yeah, roundy. Yeah, they yeah. look like cartoons. And, like, these <laughs> look like, they look like just serious yeah. machines. Mm -hmm. um, so then even Turin, like, going to the downtown. Like, we walked downtown um, the night that I got there. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not supposed to be a beautiful city. It's, like, the Hamilton of um, Italy. Italy, but it was beautiful. Like there's like everybody's out. Just the scale of everything was wild. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got to see like tons of art in Italy. Um, so like all of that was really, I guess, formative. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't figured like fully worked out how it is directly impacting me. <laughs> but we would walk. Um, we saw lots of like Carlo Molino buildings. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's like modernism in Italy did some or in Turin did something weird because like they're still modernist buildings, but they're slightly quirky. Yeah. Yeah. Which. So that was. Because like any like every time you've we've talked about our our like inspirations and aspirations, you talk you've brought up Carlo Molino. I guess I have. I don't know why. I think it's not that big an influence. Why? Well, well, it's just I guess it's just I think it speaks to like how much Turin probably had an experience. 
like influence on you. There's that. I think I've romanticized the idea of being an engineer and being somebody who actually concretely knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So he was that person because he was trained as an engineer, mm-hmm. but then does something outside of um, what you would expect. Right. And so that's what really, because it's easy to do something that doesn't, people aren't expecting, but to have the background to sort of back it up is yeah. rare. Which is like, which is our, which is at least one of my struggles is like, if you're able to do something a bit different, but have the ability to kind of justify it. Yeah. Or ideally it like comes from everything you've learned. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it, you do something that's beyond what you've been taught. Right. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, the, the the working there was amazing. And like the way um, Stefano's office is set up, it's just, to me, it was beautiful. Like there's just piles of models everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's stacks of some random artist that um, died and just gave his entire collection. Wow. Because he, like, he knew he would do the right thing with it. Mm-hmm. So there's just these stacks of Painted. paintings in the office. It just seemed like a crazy, like a really uh, energetic place to work. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then our job that was just making a model. And I, I guess it's different when you're still a student. Uh, but we spent <laughs> weeks just, we had to make a model of... I think it was called the doghouse? Cats and dogs. But it cats was made dogs. of... Um, yeah, the house was going to be made of these giant pieces of uh, marble. Or sorry, granite. And so we were making a model that was going to have like these 18 slabs of granite. So we were casting them. And we spent two weeks just casting different... <laughs> pieces of concrete uh, to find like the correct recipe and so really that's so freaking that's so cool it was partly because he wasn't there to supervise (laughs) but but i that's so cool because i kind of see actually it was mostly because then we'd have these skype calls and he'd be like have you started yet (laughs) (laughs) but i kind of see i kind of see that being a part of how you do things now well you can't do things like that no but in terms of like not necessarily work work but just like, wasting time <laughs> not wasting time but like exploring yeah it's for, yeah it's hard to explore i see you like i the, so that's one thing i i've seen about you is that you always want to give that time to explore which i think is so valuable well yeah cuz i think that's how you get somewhere mm-hmm. but it's so hard to do and it just there doesn't seem to be room for it which yeah. i understand why like you need to right be fast and you can't just <laughs> explore you need to have at the very least you have to experiment you have to be getting somewhere right um which I, so, so this is where i'm kind of i've, I've kind of drawn this connection between who you are now and who you were like who you were growing up okay and who i am now and who i was growing up is that like for me it's always been very like i said right very goal oriented therefore like I've, anytime I try to create something, like you mentioned last week, you were surprised when I told you that I was working on exploring an idea versus working. That's on true. A- you told me you like actually mocked shit up. Yeah, it's yeah. Not final. Right? Which, I which got I excited. Think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But I think after like hearing how I kind of grew up, you can see why I I'm, I see. I'm yeah. very more like a, I'm more like a rigid. Okay, this is the final because it's always been like a very goal oriented thing for me to do anything. Uh, versus you, I kind of see the, you know, a bit more like loose and a bit more. That's interesting. Like I never thought of it that way, but yeah, even in high school when we did that motorcycle and it didn't start at the end, I didn't give a shit. It was like fun to do that. Yeah, exactly. You kind of just, so that was the whole point of why I wanted to, or 
why like we wanted to talk about this today it's kind of understand how our lenses were formed based on who we are and how we're like kind of developing our lenses further so for me like i want to be more explorative so which is like through this the conversations that we've had in this podcast i've kind of like realized that even like like i said last week right like when we first started this podcast i wanted it to be something i see versus you just didn't want it to be anything you just wanted it to be right yeah yeah i think that's the difference between you and me i wanted it to be something and you wanted it to be <laughs> sure. which, which i actually like that kind of kind of flows so now i'm i'm trying to take that page and i i think that's it's it's so important in the whole creative process of developing anything not just like architecture but anything it's just to just let let things be and that's what i'm doing now and i i think uh it was something again like directly influenced by talking to you as about all these things hmm. so yeah like we've kind of like had a quick like rundown of our history um i i really enjoyed it um and i i learned a lot about why you are the way you are and why i am the way i, who yeah. I am um so how do you feel about it yeah, the way you pulled it together at the end. I wasn't really expecting like a conclusion to come out of this. No? But I, I agree with it. I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't actually see that piece of myself, the fact that I went back that far. Yeah, I, I think, um, again, like, it's funny. You don't really think about these things until you, like, hear it or you say it out loud, which, which is why this whole process has been so helpful to me because um, it makes you, like, think about things. It's like... Because I don't know if you've asked this question about yourself, but I've asked this question about myself all the time. It's like, why am I the way I am? Yeah, that's a tough question to ask. because <laughs> <laughs> It is like, it is like, but like it usually, like I usually ask myself that as like when I'm in the most frustrated moments. Yeah, but I think it's important to reflect. Yeah. And if you don't do it, Reflecting you're not gonna... on the journey, reflecting on the process. Yeah, which is then <laughs> also enjoyable, which makes the process more enjoyable. Exactly. Sweet. That was nice. Are we doing a would you rather? I didn't prepare anything, but we could, would you rather? Would you? Okay, would you rather be able to eat anything you want um, and like it won't count? Like it's just, you get the taste and the sensations, but like it's like you didn't eat it. Uh, or? Or you're just always in shape. But you're oh. in shape, but like anytime you eat something bad, it's doubly, like outwardly it doesn't do anything to you, but like. It rots you inside? Yeah, like okay. times two or something. I'm a bit confused. So so would you rather be able to eat anything and it does nothing to you? But You're you not... can choose. You can be like, okay, I want to eat this beautiful pizza mm -hmm. and I'm going to turn off body absorption and just eat it. And like it's like it didn't happen. Okay, and versus? Then versus, oh, this might be too elaborate. I've <laughs> Versus you stay in shape, um, but anything bad you eat, affects you twice as much but it doesn't change the way you look <laughs> <laughs> but hold up is the, so is the first one impl implied that you're not in shape you're whatever you no. are now you're whatever you are now but like it's very easy to turn on and off what okay uh i'm gonna let you answer this first i think i would just take whatever you want to eat and be able to like control turn it off yeah okay so the preface about this for me is I would be the other one only because um, I'm like I'm working on my myself right now, right? Like I'm I'm trying to get healthier and and things like that. So, so if I were to be the way I am now and be able to turn it on enough, I wouldn't be happy. Uh, mm. If I were if I were healthier, then yes, I would be. Doing okay. It. But because, but at the same time though, temptation's really strong. 
So if you're like in so grade, you just always turn that temptation. You can just fully engage it. Yeah, but see that. Yeah, it's like it doesn't. And it's like it never happens. Okay, I'm I'm not sure. I feel about both sides actually, because like um the the one side, you know, you're like you are who you are, but you get to turn it on and off, which is what I would want to choose. Right. But, but because there's that thing, it's who you are right now, and I'm working. But at the same time, I do not want to be the other person, because I well, don't want to be looking good on the outside and just be like a cesspool on the inside dude, you're not a cesspool though if you just have to eat healthy yeah, like every dude it's not easy though <laughs> like man i love candy you look like i love, yeah, I love I, candy too. i love pizzas i love burgers i got all those things so like no matter what you do if you're in that good body shape whatever like if you eat something bad there's nothing you can do about it yeah but you're like an instagram model shape like you're oh no that doesn't do anything for me like i'd rather be like a dad bod and be happy oh okay well then there you go uh but but that's <laughs> also where i picked <laughs> <laughs> no like i would not want to be beautiful on the outside and ugly on the but that's the thing you're not necessarily ugly on the inside you're whatever you eat on yeah the but like, and like there's no way there's no way like i cannot eat like a bag of can like it's okay can. i mean you could still do it but but there's like there's consequences yeah but it's only doubled so like <laughs> but, but come on like you can't like not eat a burger one time and not eat another one again or like, yeah but you could like, space it out like you have to be oh, regimented man, like, for like a week th- like self-control is such a difficult thing for me like i'm giving all my energy to well do. that's why i picked the on off one yeah i know i know but it's just that like the idea of like you're you are where you are now is where i'm like crap if I, if I, okay, if I were to... No, but you're not stuck. Like, you could uh, you could use that tool to improve yourself, right? Oh, that's well, Yeah, because you're turning on and off, like... Oh, I just thought, like, you're stuck in your shape forever. No, well, then what would be the point of that one? Yeah, oh, 100% then. <laughs> Come on, like, 100%. Okay, uh, that was too easy then. <laughs> okay, what, what is the one thing that you would eat regardless? Like, What do you mean? Like... Anytime you like, you just need to have it. Do you have like urges of food? Uh, yeah, uh, chocolate and salami together. No, not together. Okay. <laughs> have you had chocolate and chips together? It's no, a good combination. I've never done that. Like it's because it's like salty and sweet. It's really nice. I'm not a big chip guy. Like if they're around, I eat them a lot. But like I never buy them on my own. Right. Yeah. Oh, a pasta too. I could just eat so much pasta. Oh, yeah? But you said chocolate, right? Yeah. But you like dark chocolate, too. Like 75%, I bet. Uh, uh, Yeah, around that. Yeah. Do you like sweeter chocolates? I mean, yeah, I eat whatever, man. But no, it wouldn't be my craving. Orange chocolate? Yeah, I like that stuff. You like orange chocolate? Yeah, big oh, time. Like you're talking about the chocolate orange, right? Like Terry's chocolate orange. Yeah. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Um, orange chocolate is my favorite kind of chocolate, like no matter what. Like, I'll... Like for sure, salami. That's an interesting one. Yeah, maybe it came from Italy actually, because like every Friday there'd be this big pile of breadsticks, cheese, and salami. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I guess like yeah. The, the uh, and the flip side is the Netherlands made me love cheese and bread a lot more because the <laughs> breads are incredible and their cheeses are incredible. Uh, <laughs> wow, we just started talking about food. I like well, I guess that comes from the would you rather. Yeah. Yeah, that would you rather was quite easy though. Yeah. What was the point? Like, do you know the, what was the point behind that question? And so, well, it's I guess the premise was like you use one was the process, which is controlling what you eat, mm-hmm. versus sort of like the finish line. 
Oh, no. See? Like, that's what I think. Like, common sense, knowing me, I would want to say the finish line. But, but because but there's consequences with but this there, but there's like consequences with this finish line uh and that I don't okay here's this okay there's no like extra consequences to eating unhealthily you're just your body doesn't change <laughs> oh but like on the outside like you could still get yeah, heart like, disease and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah oh um no still yeah, see, but the thing with is... this tweak i might actually go with the finish line really yeah because like i wouldn't go crazy with like yeah see that's because you like you can trust yourself i don't trust myself i can care care like i've had binges man like there are days where i just freaking like go to town okay uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> see you know that marshmallow the game they do with little kids no you would have oh they give kids a marshmallow and then they're like okay you get one marshmallow if you eat it now that's fine but if you wait, wait you get yeah. two you'd yeah, be yeah. the one marshmallow oh thing. i would <laughs> <laughs> i would eat that marshmallow like in a second um and then and then feel bad later yes would you wait well the thing is like i don't like marshmallows i don't like much, marshmallows but... either but i decided to ignore that so yeah. let's say it was a, a, a stale wine gum yeah i would wait you would wait nah uh, and yeah so yeah like i can't man that's like i i know i have an issue with self-control when it comes to food so uh even if you looked perfect on the outside i would not be a healthy person on the inside if i were to go for number two mm. <laughs> that's so hilarious <laughs> yeah i don't know man um anyways do you want to wrap it up yeah i think this is <laughs> the end all right thank you so much for listening to lost in the grid uh this is nathan and al take care yeah thanks everyone bye